Hey, it's Ricky Cadden. I'm here with Justin and Adrian on Nokia Chronicles to talk about Nokia. Well, 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 Adrian, I think we have a, uh, a real legend uh, today, don't we? We do indeed. We have Ricky Cadden. So he's a big name in the Nokia scene. Used to be. I might oh, you still are in my eyes, Ricky. Like, hey, remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. All right. Well, look, I'll let, let me start off, Ricky. So um, we do, I don't know if you're familiar with our little podcast, but we do around 10 questions. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll head out first. And I've just got to preface this by saying, look, I'm a, I'm a bit boring, Ricky. So, you know, my daily ritual after coming home from work back in the day was to go immediately to websites like Symbian Guru, like yours, or My Nokia Blog, or GSM Arena. Before it all went bad, how much did you enjoy doing Symbian Guru? Oh, man. Before it all went bad, too. Yikes. That's such a... <laughs> I didn't mean with your yeah. side. I just meant with Nokia in general. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, man, I, I'll tell you, I, I loved it. It was uh, it was some of the most fun years of my life. Uh, and, I, you know, none of us, I, I say us, there was a, a really great, one of the things that made it great was the community of bloggers. Uh, so, like, it was me. Uh, I had uh, Rita El Khoury. Um, was part of Symbian Guru. Uh, one of the smartest decisions I ever made in my life, by the way, was bringing her on. Um, so we kind of tag team it. We had some additional writers, but then uh, you had uh, Mark uh, Guillaume at the Nokia blog. Um, you had the uh, Symbian Freak guys, the All About Symbian gang, who are just legends in of themselves. Uh, and, and it was such a cool, like, uh, there's a bunch of others and just cool community of like, I, I always loved that we would, meet up at like events and stuff like that. And like, we were competitors, right? Like, you know, I wanted you to read my site and not their site, but we could hang out. And like, it was like, we were all just a bunch of nerds geeking out over, over, you know, cool new toys. So, um, so yeah, I, I loved it just mainly around the community of, uh, guys and girls that, that we had back then. That's what we're consistently getting back when we ask, uh, our guests that, that sort of question. And everyone talks about the community, which is, uh, what I think it was all about back in the day. Yeah. Well, and I tried, I'll tell you this story because it's one of my favorites. Uh, if you've never met Rafe Blanford uh, from All About Symbian, he's one of the coolest guys ever. And uh, I used to always try to get Rafe at events and stuff like that to like have some friendly competition. And I would try to like egg him on a little bit and be like, oh, you know, how much traffic you got now? And, you know, oh, what if I, you know, whatever. And <laughs> man, Rafe would never bite on a single a single thing I threw out. Never. He was like always so focused on the friendship. And I was like, Rafe, let's have at least some like friendly. And like it, he just he would never do it. He was just the epitome of like, oh, we're all in this together. And I would try to get him to compete somehow. <laughs> yeah, we we've had him on, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's quite a cool customer, the old Rafe. Yeah. Yeah, he's quite good. a little like and uh, but yeah, he, knows his, he knows his stuff very well. So, uh, true legend. Yeah, definitely. Okay, on to me, Ricky. So, do you recall some standout apps on Symbian that you used heavily on your Nokia devices? Oh, apps, man. Uh, the the so two big ones. The first one was um, it was called Simella. And uh, this was actually the reason that Symbian Guru existed in the first place was um, there was a, a magazine interview with uh, Ansi Vanyoki, 
Uh, it might be Ansi Vanyoki. I, I, I never get it pronouncing. <laughs> But anyway, so he was talking about um, it was the uh, the in I think it's the in ninety in ninety one, and um, he was mentioning this app that he had found that was called Simella that lets you uh, connect to the uh, I don't remember what it was the it's the Ella part of the Simella name, but anyways it was back kind of in like the uh, the wild west of the internet when it came to file sharing and stuff and um, there was. Uh, there was like Frostwire and LimeWire and, and all these like uh, music sharing sites or whatever. And so Simello anyways was an app on your Symbian phone that lets you connect to those networks. So you could download music directly to your phone just with an app. And like, you know, now it's like, well, duh. But back then, uh, I mean, this was, uh, man, I want to say this was like 05, 06, uh, way, way, way before anybody thought about stuff like that. And so I looked up the developer and they had uh, a previous version and they had just updated it for whatever the newest version of Symbian was at the time. And like, it was kind of an end of business. This was way before, you know, app stores and anything like that. So the only way that you knew when apps were released or updated or whatever was by going to all the individual developer sites. So I, I figured out that it was updated and I was sitting there one night, uh, I think it was actually the day before Thanksgiving here in the US. And e I found myself emailing all the sites that I read to tell them, hey, this news came out, you know, here's the here's the details or whatever. And, you know, I'm emailing like Engadget and, um, you know, big sites like that. And I kind of sat there for a minute. I was like, wait a minute, why am I emailing them their stuff? Why don't I set up my own site and then they can just link to that? So that was literally that's how Symbian Guru was born. Uh, was I needed a place to write about stuff that I could then send instead of emailing them all the information, I would just email them a link to my site with all the information on it. So um, that's how Symbian Guru started. So that's my first app, obviously. Um, you know, a lot of significance to me. And then the second app was one called Mobler. And uh, Mobler, again, you know, we're in the in the mid uh, mid 2000s, so way before a lot of this stuff was commonplace. But uh, Mobler connected to Last.fm which was a service that uh, operated kind of like Pandora. It's like a music tagging slash streaming service. And so you could, um, you know, like songs on Last.fm and it would create like a curated uh, streaming station for you. And so Mobler lets you connect to that station and play it on your phone, which was, again, you know, today we think of that as like a, a common thing. But back then it was it was crazy, right, that you could stream music on your phone all day long. Uh, so, um, Mobler and I, I ended up developing a really nice relationship with the developer of Mobler. He gave me a lot of like sneak previews and heads up that updates were coming and stuff just because he knew how much I loved it. It was definitely like the first app that I ever installed on most of like the review phones and things like that, that I ever got. Well, that's, uh, that's pretty good. I wish I knew about that Cy Miller app, uh, today. I was a massive LimeWire user, Ricky, and I think I've still got... Uh, viruses on my old XP laptop somewhere on the down the line. <laughs> so yeah. uh, anyway, um, all right. So over to me. So I I did some. I was watching some of your old videos, Ricky, and I noticed oh, no. a video of you using. Yeah, I know there's some high quality stuff there. Mate. Uh, I noticed a video of you using a Nokia E7, and obviously this might have been after Simeon Guru had stopped. How many Nokia's did you use afterwards, or was the E7 your last hurrah? Oh. Um, was it was it the E7 or yeah, there's something something about a microphone. You're doing a, like a microphone uh, test using okay, the headphone man. with the headphones and not no headphones. Yeah, 
Uh, no, once I, when I shut down, I mean, I, I think the last one that I remember owning was the, um, uh, the N97, which is what kind of killed it. You know what? I take that back. I did get an N8 for a little while. Um, and, and I did some, some videos and stuff with that. That was kind of fun. But, uh, but no, after that I went straight, uh, straight Android. I did windows phone for not primarily really ever, but you know, kind of here and there, um, just to kind of test it and see what's around. But, um, but yeah, no, I went pretty much straight to the, the Nexus one and have been Android ever since. Good man. <laughs> you made a good decision, I think. So you did. We'll expand on that a little bit later in the podcast uh, with one of my questions. But uh, on to me now, Ricky. So do you want to tell the listeners about your time as Ambassador Relations Specialist for Series 60 Marketing at Nokia? Oh, man, that was a gig. Uh, yeah, so uh, in the U.S., um, uh, Nokia was really focused on this S60 ambassador program. And what it was was um, a program where we tried to recruit. It's a lot like some of like the blogger relations programs and such that you see a lot of now, but um, anybody could join. You, know, you didn't have to have a blog or anything. You might have you know, a Twitter account or whatever. And um, it, there was a little bit of a gamification element where uh, we would put out like a task of like, try this app and take some pictures or take some screenshots or whatever. And you did that, you submitted a report and then each of those reports got you like a certain number of points or whatever. And then we would use those points and we'd say, okay, we've got this new thing coming. And it was set up internal to Nokia or to S60 at the time. Um, it was set up as such of a, uh, a platform for then product developers uh, to have access to kind of like a pre-selected group of testers for things. Um, so, you know, if you're inside of S60 and you're developing a new service or a new app or whatever, uh, you could kind of ping the ambassador relations team and say, Hey, I've got this. I need to test it with, you know, 60 people or whatever. Can you get me a list? And, and we would have already accumulated this list of people who we knew were engaged, who knew we knew had some experience with the platform, things like that. Um, that was the, the, the point behind it. And, um, it, I, my hiring was actually pretty contentious. Um, I had previously, I wasn't a big into like leaks and stuff. Um, I kind of started that way and then had some like conversations. The more that I got to know people actually at Nokia and at S60, um, they really kind of, um, not like indoctrinated me or anything, but really kind of shared honestly is like how that affects them of like leaks kind of take the wind out of their sails. And, and it's really frustrating when they've worked on something and they have a launch plan and then a leak happens or whatever. So, um, so I kind of pulled back on that a lot, but I still had that history. And so um, even to get me hired on there, it was just a contract role. Um, but I remember uh, Daniel Chagru was, um, was my boss there and he had to go through uh, a lot of hoops with legal actually. And I had to have a, a big long phone call with the uh, Nokia's head legal uh, at the time to, um, to kind of reassure them that it was okay to bring me into the fold, so to speak. So um, it was a fun, it was a fun gig though. So we put on like the evening with that 60 events that they had at some of the Nokia stores around the country. Uh, the Boston one was the one that I remember. Um, that was kind of an interesting trip. Cause I, I came in, I, I'm down in Texas. And so I traveled up to Boston uh, for the meeting. And we had kind of a couple days of meeting before, and then we had the event at the, the last night. And I was supposed to give a presentation. I had built a presentation on my laptop and my Nokia issued laptop just completely died. It was a, you know, Lenovo, whatever, kind of the standard corporate issue. So I had to recreate a PowerPoint deck uh, entirely on my E90. This is a true story. 
uh, and I had like three hours to do it. So I made a PowerPoint deck from memory on my E90 and presented it from the phone in the Nokia office to the rest of the team, uh, which I always thought was kind of a cool real life uh, moment of kind of the stuff that they used to say that, you know, E-series could do. So I, I don't know, that was a fun one. But yeah, that was the, that was the gig was really uh, how do we engage with, you know, fanboys basically. Um, which is awesome. It's a fun, it's a fun, fun job. It sounds fun. And uh, did a lot of traveling with that, that Ricky. Uh, I did a little bit. Like I said, we did the Boston one, and um, I think another one in. Um, I don't remember what the other one was, but I feel like we did two. Uh, so a little bit of travel, but most of it was remote, which was kind of cool because again, this was you know uh, early two thousands, so there wasn't a lot of the work from home type stuff back then it wasn't as commonplace as it is now man you were so far ahead of your time seriously working from home from you know the early 2000s and uh going to android before anybody else but anyway all right so look i, I remember ricky towards the end of symbian guru you were very critical of nokia and justifiably so and then when you made your final post it made huge news in the tech tech world were you surprised at all the attention you got from that i was I was. Um, I, I remember. I remember. I'll never forget that day. Um, and Rita and I had uh, had talked about. I mean, we'd had kind of chat conversations, and and we talked about doing that for probably six months of just like we both kind of were feeling that way and trying to put it into words and and kind of having those conversations of like, are we really going to do this? Like, are we really just going to shut this down? Um, and so, um, but yeah, I was. I was really surprised. I mean, I didn't. Again, you know, such a, a kind of a tight tight knit community. I didn't really think that it had recognition outside of kind of our little, you know, the the Nokia blogs and or the Symbian blogs. So uh, that was cool. I mean, it got on like Engadget, and um, I think TechCrunch even wrote about it. And I, I was pretty floored. Um, I got I got a few phone calls from from some. Uh, Good Nokia contacts. Apparently, there was like actual like meetings, uh, which I always thought was kind of cool uh, in a very like self centered, uh, self centered <laughs> way. I thought that was kind of neat that they were having meetings about me. Um, but, but yeah, I was I was surprised and, um, but it's one of those decisions, you know, like you make it and like you feel good about it immediately, and then like as the day progressed, like I felt more and more like okay, this was this was a good call. It was a good call, I think. to me so you shut down your site symbian guru in 2010 after the debacle that was the n97 how was it having the foresight to see the writing on the wall for nokia years before the rest of us did oh man it sucked i wanted so bad for s60 to be like it you know what i mean like it was it, it it sucked to watch of like I don't know. To me, like they, it seemed like some obvious moves, and I know there was a lot of internal stuff going on at Nokia and S60 and the Symbian Foundation and all that kind of stuff. Um, in fact, David Wood wrote a really, uh, really great book about um, the whole Symbian Foundation stuff. I read a couple of years ago. It was really, really good. Uh, cool to get like the insider's take on things that I only saw from the outside. So, uh, if you're a fan, I would, I would highly recommend you uh, look that up. But um, but yeah, it was, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if it was something that like, I feel like I foresaw. I, I honestly, 
and and I think I even I don't remember what all the blog posts said. I haven't read it in a couple of years, but uh, I used to reread it once a year just to kind of check myself. But it um, I really hoped that they would come back and that they would send email me one day or call me and be like, "Look, we think we got it. Check this out." And like I'd be like, "Oh my god, yes, finally!" Uh, I really really wanted that, um, and uh, it just wasn't meant to be, you know. Yeah, it's unfortunate, really. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just making that decision to shut down your blog in 2010, you know, along with Rita, is just a, it's a big decision. And um, uh, you know, a lot of us held on for a, a few a few years longer, you know, with the whole Lumia thing and the sale to Microsoft and all that. But uh, you know, eventually we had to you know <laughs> just see what it, see it for what it was and just move over to Android ourselves. So. But uh, the writing yeah. on the wall was probably, you know, around the time that, uh, you know, 2010 or even a, a couple of years earlier. So it's uh, it's all very unfortunate. Yeah. If the M97 was a better phone, Ricky, would, would you have kept on going with Symbian Guru? Oh, probably for sure. Yeah. Yeah. If the, uh, the N97 just had some major, major flaws, the internal memory was just garbage and um i i i at one point i was most frustrated i think not so much with hardware although there was obviously some major hardware missteps but uh the software uh and specifically nokia had made and i'll never forget i was there when they announced the whole ov thing i don't know what you want to call it project initiative whatever and um you know they were going to have this like unifying service and they were going to buy up all these different things they bought one called uh, i think it was called canoe and uh that was like a file sharing and they had this the music app and they bought all these different things and they just they couldn't stitch them together into like the vision and so software was struggling i remember there was a um the the nokia email was awesome awesome loved it used it um, but it used, it could only use the internal memory, which all these phones had basically like zero internal memory. I mean, they had a little bit, but it, it went up super fast and they just couldn't get it. That was the biggest thing with the 97 was it had such little internal memory that it couldn't, um, you basically had to like clear out your, like clear the cache of the email app every few days because it would just fill up the internal memory and you couldn't shift it over to external or whatever. Um, so stuff like that. And then uh, there was one, it was, um, there was something about the note. There, there was like a chat that I wanted to be able to use. And I tried, I spent probably three different Nokia worlds, which was their annual event that they put on in random places throughout Europe. Uh, three different Nokia worlds trying to find like who uses this, who owns this in Nokia that I can talk to because I, I want, I need it to work and it's not working. And I'm trying to figure this out. Nobody, nobody a used it themselves, and then b nobody could point me to who owned it. And I was like, well, somebody does. Somebody, you know, it didn't just manifest itself. Somebody built this, and somebody kind of owns this somewhere. But it just, it was such a a disjointed software experience. Um, so that, and then the N eight just, I really wanted the N eight to be kind of like the next, and it just. Man, it launched with old software and it still had some of the memory problems and they updated a few times to Bell and and some of the other um, you know, late late stage Symbian uh, S60 releases, but by that point it was just it couldn't compete, you know? Yeah, too late. Too yeah, little too, too late. Too little too late, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, Ricky. So, look, last week we had uh, Grant S. on from YouTube who uh, mentioned the video app Quick, Q-I-K. Now, mm. do, doing some research for uh, today's episode, I, I saw, noticed that you used uh, Quick a lot. Even using oh, it yeah. on your, yeah, even using it on your first commute working at Radio Shack, and uh, I don't know if you're using a, um, it was just handheld in the car or not. But uh, can you tell yeah. us your experience with Quick? Oh man, Quick was uh, that was it. That was live streaming. So I, I did, uh, um, yeah, I used to Quick a lot driving to and from work. I had about a twenty minute commute or whatever, and so I would. Uh, dangerously, don't not recommend it. Don't try this at home. Kind of hold the <laughs> phone up and talk into it for a number of years. And, and again, you know, you think back is like, um, this is the this is crazy. Uh, in fact, I, I almost uh, so I I'm I'm pretty sure I don't have this documented anywhere, um, like world records or anything. But I am ninety seven percent sure that I was the first person ever to live stream my wedding. Um, I got married in uh, two thousand and eight, and uh, I had reached out to Quick. We tried to figure out, couldn't get it to work with Quick. So I worked with a company called Flixwagon, which was um, a basic competitor to Quick. They had some different features or whatever. And um, yeah, I live streamed my wedding from mobile phones. I had four uh, N82s that Nokia sent me. And I had a clear wire router that they were all connected to over Wi-Fi. Um, and so, and then Flixwagon set up a page with four different windows. And so two of the phones were live at any given moment. So we could kind of trade around and whatever. It's like a multi-camera live streaming experience. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I did a lot of quick and a lot of Flixwagon. And, um, I, I really thought for a while that that live streaming stuff was going to be the future. And it kind of, it kind of is, but in a different way, I think. You could be uh, the internet's first reality star, Ricky. Oh no, no, no! Don't say that. Don't <laughs> that. No, no, that's that's nowhere near as cool. Uh, all right, Adrian, over to you, mate. Yeah. So, what was your favourite part of working with Nokia uh, community members and other bloggers? Oh man. Uh, I- you know, like I said at the beginning, kind of that that community. Um, Nokia did a really good job. One of the things that I loved working with them specifically was um, they had the Thousand Heads, which is a um, influencer agency um, that set up Nokia Wom World, which was word of mouth Wom World. And um, man, they did a phenomenal job of uh, being accessible and kind of a nice mixture of they had like campaigns that they would run and they would reach out and say, Hey, we're, we're about to kick this off. Do you want to participate? You know, we'll send you assets and things that you need. And you know, some, some of them I thought was like, yeah, that's kind of stupid. I'm not going to do it. I never told them it was stupid. I would just say I had other plans or whatever. Uh, so you gotta be polite, but, um, some of the stuff was really, really cool and, uh, out there, you know, and just kind of interesting. Um, so Wild world was really great. And then, but they also were there. So like, if I had an idea, I could reach out to them and say, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this series. I'd really love it if I could have kind of like, you know, my, my wedding was like, Hey, I've got this idea, but to do it, I need this equipment. You know, can you send me these to borrow for you know a couple of weeks or whatever? And, uh, you know, I'm sure they had discussions internally. I'm sure they didn't just hand stuff out willy nilly, but, um, but having that kind of, a a a group, within uh, Nokia S60, who's 
only job really was to engage with bloggers of all levels, right? Like, you know, whether you were in Gadget, whether you were all about Symbian or whether you were Symbian Guru or whether you set up your WordPress site yesterday, um, they didn't have a lot of uh, differentiation. They were like, whatever, you're a fan. Yeah, we'll help you out, you know, make something cool, send us links and we'll share it and whatever. Uh, so that was really cool and innovative at the time. Uh, again, not not a lot of people doing that. So I really give kudos to Nokia for recognizing that opportunity and and putting the resources behind it um, to really get it off the ground and, and have it run. Um, and so, but so they would bring us all together. And uh, I mean, I, I remember uh, they took us all to LA one time for the, uh, it was a big US um, push to get unlocked phones in the US because they basically couldn't make any headway with the carriers. So Nokia said, hey, we'll just sell them straight out. And they had this like LA mansion um, and they brought, I mean, to me, I would call it like a who's who and like, yeah, I was there, but like uh, Darla Mac was there. They had Eldar Murtazen. Um, uh, who else was there? Um, Jonathan Green. Uh, I mean, we had, we had this like bus of like probably like 30 just tech bloggers uh, from all different countries or whatever. And they brought us all together and like, it was a blast because we got to hang out. And, uh, and again, kind of that, that like friendly competition that I talked about earlier. Um, you know, we were just a bunch of phone nerds hanging out and we all knew we were going to go write about it later, but it wasn't like we were like protecting things or anything like that. It was like, um, it, it was a really good, uh, fun community to be in. So, um, yeah, I, I really loved that. And I really loved a lot of the stuff, the, the really off the wall campaigns, um, that, that Nokia put together. I think a lot of them were, were led by, uh, Phil Schwartzman. Um, super cool dude, uh, hung out with Phil in a number of times. And, uh, some of those crazier ones that you were just like, what, uh, that was Phil just being, being crazy and having the freedom, you know, within Nokia for somebody to be like, yeah, that sounds cool. Let's do that. Um, is something I really admired. Gene, you, you've named some uh, blasts from the past there too, like Elder Murtison and uh, Dana Mac as, as well, Ricky. Haven't heard those names yeah. for a while. So, yeah. Do you still I mean, keep in touch with those I guys? Up to. uh, I, I, some of them, yeah. I um, it, It's funny because we've all kind of moved on and you know we all kind of have like, uh, I guess you could call it real lives. Um, not that they were fake before, but uh, normal lives. So, uh, Darla and I, um, we keep in touch on, on Twitter and Facebook and, uh, Jonathan Green. I haven't, I haven't heard from Eldar in a long, long time, but, um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of, you know, a lot of them, we still keep in touch. I know, uh, Mark William, he's doing, uh, pixel stuff now, uh, with Google. So, um, he's doing a lot of the stuff that Walmart did, I think is, is kind of his, his team. So it's cool to see where everybody kind of landed. And, um, Rita did, uh, she opened a pharmacy, which was, just still blows my mind to this day, but because um, she was going to school and everything for it while she was blogging. And then she's, I know she's written at uh, a couple of different sites in, in the meantime. So she still definitely keeps up writing and stuff primarily for Android. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's cool to see, uh, you know, and every once in a while I'll get somebody that tweets at me or whatever. And it's, it's always good to hear from people. All right. All right, Ricky. So my final question to you, mate, is... Did you enjoy your? So you also had Symbian Guru, but there's also Mobile Boom. Did you enjoy your time at Mobile Boom, and where you weren't constrained by just doing the one brand? I did, man. You guys did some digging. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, 
Mobile burn, honestly, mobile burn is part of the reason that I was able to continue to do Symbian Guru. Um, so, man, that's a another crazy story. Uh, I was I was in ad sales, uh, fresh out of college. I had started Symbian Guru kind of in my I graduated from college in the end of uh, the end of 06. So I had I had run Symbian Guru a little bit, and um, and man, I sucked at ad sales. God, I was <laughs> awful, awful at it. And, uh, but I really love this blogging thing. I was like, this is freaking fun. This is cool. And, uh, so I, I was at a point where I was about to get fired. This is a true story. I was not making sales and, you know, cause I sucked at it and kind of hated it anyways. And, um, I got a call from, um, you know, the, the Womerl guys and they said, Hey, we'd like to bring you into London for this event. And this was the first time I'd been offered travel or anything. And I was like, oh, man, first time I'd ever been out of the country. I didn't have a passport. So I, you know, talked it over with my um, girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife. And and we was like, you know, you know, should I do this or do I really need to focus on the job? And she was, you know, she's awesome and was like, dude, whatever, you know, whatever makes you happy. Like, you got to do that. So I was like, all right, all right, I'm going to do this. So I no lie. I got my U.S. passport. I got it within 48 hours. It was not cheap or easy. Uh, it's a lot of overnighting stuff, but um, got my passport and uh, went out to London. It was literally, it was a, it was a 24 hour, like I flew in, I don't remember what days of the week it was, but we flew in, went to, it was that Ovi announcement, went to that, they had the after party and then flew out the next morning. So I was in London like less than 18 hours. And um, while I was there, I met, uh, Man, I cannot remember his name for the life of me now. Oh, I'm gonna feel so bad. Um, in any case, I met one of the guys who was working with Mulber, and and you know we were talking and stuff. And uh, he said, "Hey, I know they're looking for a news editor." And I was like, "Yeah, man, that'd be awesome." You know, introduce me to your boss or whatever. And so um, did the event and, and and all that, and and had a lot of fun, and then got back and was kind of getting the swing of it, and then I got an email from uh, Michael uh, Oral at Mobile Burn, and he was like, "Hey, you know, we need a news editor. Uh, you know, heard you were um, heard you were looking for something. Obviously, you know how to write. You want to do this?" And I was like, "Yeah, that'd be amazing." So, you know, taking a chance on the London trip introduced me got me that job and mobile burn actually was a check for me to do mobile burn stuff. And I got to do a lot of reviews. I learned a ton about writing and, um, and process management and stuff like that from Michael. Cause he had that site down smooth, man. He had templates, he had power, uh, like <laughs> Photoshop, uh, macros and everything. He was like pro level and it really showed me that I was super amateur. Uh, so I learned a lot and then, uh, basically like, you know, getting the check from Mulvern enabled me to then have the freedom to continue to do Symbian Guru kind of in the side. So I did basically like half days. I would wake up and write all the news and, and stuff for Mobile Burn, and then I would do uh, Symbian Guru stuff in the afternoons. And um, yeah, so it was uh, it was a cool gig. I, I was I was sad to see Mobile Burn um, kind of uh, fade away a little bit, but I know Michael moved on to some really cool stuff and. Um, him and his wife were awesome to work with. So, um, yeah, cool, cool opportunity. And one of those just things that, you know, um, divine coordination of put me in the right place at the right time to meet the right person and have the right things happen. 
That's nice. And Michael, Michael, he's a software guy too, isn't he? So that's probably why the yeah. mobile burn uh, site was so well well done. It's very yeah. well laid out I for the time. I think that's what he's doing now. Clean. That's what he's doing yeah. now? I, I think he's doing some software development or network engineer or something like that. It's been a while. Uh, I actually – so I never actually met Michael. Uh, I worked for him for, I don't know, a couple of years at Mulvern and then – you know, I moved on, he moved on, and then I ran into him when I was working at, uh, I think when I worked at Radio Shack, like three years ago at like CTIA or something like that, uh, ran into him. So I, I didn't actually meet him until after he'd fired me or I'd quit or <laughs> I don't remember, honestly. I really don't. I'm trying well. to remember, did I quit or I might have gotten fired. He might have fired me. What an asshole. Let's get him on Justin and find out though. <laughs> let's 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 go with that. Let's go with that. He fired. Uh, me. Yeah, we want some drama in this in this show. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was the nicest guy. I really don't know that I could see him firing me. Um, All right, well, hands a while ago. But this is fantastic. We're getting. Like I said, we're getting to hear all these old names, websites. This, this is what I like doing about this. Uh, love doing about this po- podcast uh ricky is just yeah like, talking about, well like i said i like i said daily going to Simeon guru and i remember the, the little uh, logo and everything else and yeah. uh and just you know that logo was a gift really yeah so uh james burland is oh, yeah. uh he used to run uh, nokiacreative.com and I, I don't know what he's running now uh we're on twitter but he's just at james burland um yeah, he made that for me. So he's actually, I, I, I still call him, he's the godfather of Samin Guru. Because I had this really bad, awful, like, ape gorilla <laughs> logo thing that I had concocted myself. And then uh, I think I pinged him and I was like, hey. Uh, or maybe he was doing like a logo contest or something. I don't know. But yeah, he he made Symbian Guru. The, the logo, the little, the little meditating man and everything. Is, is that a Nokia Chronicles exclusive, Ricky, that we've just found out? Or is that common knowledge? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I think it's, I mean, I, I I regularly call him the godfather, so it may not uh, be exclusive. I'm sorry. All right. Well, let's get him on, Adrian. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. James James Berlin would be an awesome one to, to have on here. He'd have some great stories. All right. Uh-huh. He was always more focused on like the the cameras and photography and stuff, so he'd have some some interesting perspectives too. All right. Well, I'll, I'll follow him on Twitter, so we'll ask the question out. Get that question out there. There you go. But all right. Well, Adrian's got the question to end all questions, uh, Ricky. That's all right. it. All right. Here we go. You ready? I'm ready. Top top five Nokia devices of all time. Oh, super easy. <laughs> First super one is easy. the 62. <laughs> super easy, man. I'll, I'll never forget these phones. 6230. It was, a not, it was an S40 phone. Um, I had it way before. It was the first phone that I ever bought twice. I wow. bought it. It was a little bitty candy bar. I still have one uh, in my drawer because um, I, I kept the second one I bought. Um, little bitty. I mean, this thing's probably... Uh, let's see. I've got a measuring tape here. This thing's like maybe four inches tall. And it's uh, yeah, it's it's actually it's exactly four inches tall. Which if I flip this over, that's ten, little over ten centimeters 
for you uh, metric folks. And <laughs> it's like an inch and a half wide, which is about four centimeters wide. I mean, this thing's teensy and it was awesome. It was the first phone in the US, I think, that Nokia released that had edge, which was like a big deal. It was, you know, again, this is way back when it had a 1.3 megapixel camera on the back and uh, just an awesome little phone. I still love it. So that was number one. First phone I ever bought twice, 6230. Um, second phone was my beloved N95 III. Uh, this was the first US 3G phone that Nokia released. And it was a big deal because the N95 had already come out. Uh, the N95 III came out a little bit later. It had a couple of improvements. It didn't have the sliding camera sli uh, lens cover and stuff like that. But uh, I bought it with my own money, saved up every penny, bought it. I'll never, I remember the day it came in. It was cold outside. So when I opened the box, it was all like missed it over or whatever. I still have the first one I bought, like the exact same one. And that snap, you know, when it, oh, you know, right. If you can hear it, listen. Can you hear that? Oh yes! Oh yep. yes! That that satisfying. Here it is. Oh, it so <laughs> I love this phone. Uh, in fact, I lent it to um, the Mister Mobile Michael Fisher uh, to do his uh, his throwback videos. So uh, you can see it on there. Uh, he's got some great old videos. But anyway, so N ninety five three second greatest Nokia phone ever made. The third was the N seventy nine. Uh, again, a candy bar. It was basically the N95 in a candy bar, give or take. A um, mm -hmm. little bitty phone, nice in your hand. And I remember that one they sent me and I, I wouldn't send it back. Uh, they asked like twice. And I was like, look, guys, I love this phone more than I love anything in my possession right now. So I'm going to keep it. And when I get done with it and I made as many videos as I could make with it. I loved that phone. The N79 was amazing. Um, it, it was one of my favorites. Uh, so that's third. Fourth is the E90. And anybody that even touched that phone knows why. It was a beast of a phone. Man, it was big and bulky and solid like a brick. And, uh, you know, it flipped open and it had that nice screen. And, uh, it was like a chocolatey brown. I think it was called Mocha was the color scheme, uh, which which was different. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't that it was such like a nice color, but it was different than all the other crap that you saw, all the other black plastic and whatever. So um, the E90 was one of Nokia's pinnacle achievements. And then the last one was the N73. Uh, the N73 was uh, one of the first, I think it had a 3.2 megapixel camera if I remember correctly. And, uh, I got it in a white, it had a white front and then the back was different colors depending on what you got or whatever. And, uh, I got one that was white and mocha, which was like super rare. Like I had to go through some weird channels to get it. And, um, man, I loved, I loved that phone. It was, it was just a phenomenal phone. It had, uh, you know, the camera button and the little candy bar. They re-released it later in the, um, I think it was the music edition, but it was all black, yeah. blacked out, yeah, I, black buttons, I gig, black. I think. Yeah. And then uh, they had, so this is my unicorn phone. So you get a little bonus here. Um, <laughs> in Japan, there was, a, I think it might have been SoftBank, had S60 phones. 
and you couldn't buy them anywhere. Like they were only in Japan and you couldn't even like export them. Cause back then, remember there was like a bunch of sites that would like export international phones and stuff like that. Could not get it. And SoftBank had a, like a light pale blue in 73. And I've never wanted anything in my life more than I wanted this blue in 73. It was a white front with a light blue back. And I remember I wanted it so bad that for a while on Symbian Guru on the sidebar where we put like ads and stuff, I took up a whole ad spot and I made a little ad that was like, if you know how to get me this phone, email here and I will pay whatever you can get to. I, I tried if, if I had a contact that I thought might even remotely be able to help me get the blue in 73, I guarantee you I pestered them for at least three or four months to the point that they probably blocked me. Um, <laughs> so if anybody out there has a blue N73, I will pay money for it today. Uh, it was it was just a gorgeous shade of blue. Anyways, uh, so yeah, so there you go. That was my top five, 6230, N95.3, N79, E90, and N73. That's a great top five and uh, good stories behind every, every one of those phones, Adrian. And I like how we got the, the little bonus N73, which... Uh, we'll we'll put out there for you as well, Ricky. So hopefully we can help you get finally get one. Man, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> I'm not. It's 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 been a year or two. <laughs> uh, but that, that's been fantastic. And can I can I say, Ricky, enter Adrian as well. I said, I think we've found a good formula here with uh, Ricky. I think we need to get someone. Drinking bourbon, not just starting <laughs> drinking bourbon, not getting right into it, because this has been an absolute pleasure, Ricky. You've been amazing, for one, and well, thanks, uh, nice and relaxed. Blast. Yeah, I've loved every second of uh, today's episode. Same here. Do a jingle there for the go. microphone, blue swish blue that bourbon exactly. around. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> So even if you're a teetotaler, like get onto the bourbon if you're coming onto our show. Yes. It'll make it a, a better experience, I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, we've reached the conclusion of uh, tonight's episode of the Nokia Chronicles podcast. Thanks again to our guest, Ricky Cadden. And Thanks, Ricky. I hope you enjoyed yourself tonight, mate, because uh, we, we've had an absolute uh, blast listening to you today. Yeah, yeah, this has been a fun uh, fun blast from the past. That's it. Oh, and quickly, um, if you want to tell the listeners where they can find you on your socials, Ricky. Uh, I am Arcadden, pretty much everywhere that you need to know about. Instagram, Twitter. I don't really post on Instagram, though, but you can follow me anyways if you want to. Mainly Twitter. <laughs> I do a lot of Twitter. All right, well, that's easy that's enough. It. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> that's it. And, um, yeah, you know where to find us on Instagram, Nokia Chronicles. Uh, don't know where to find Ricky Cadden. And, uh, yeah, we'll have someone on next week. Someone special maybe. Awesome. All right. Thanks, thanks, th- thanks again, Ricky. Us.